from India's largest newsroom, I'm Arun George, and this is the Times of India podcast. There's a familiar theme with how we expect survivors of sexual abuse to react. Author and journalist Rituparna Chatterjee documents her own journey in dealing with the trauma of sexual abuse in her book titled The Water Phoenix. But unlike society that has expectations of how a survivor should react and specific punishments in mind for a perpetrator, Rituparna endorses the path of forgiveness. In a conversation with the Times of India's Ketki Angre, Rituparna talks about the importance of forgiveness and the lessons she learned on her own journey. Just a warning, today's episode deals with themes like suicide and sexual abuse which may be triggering for some. Now, because we live in a society, there's uh, always an expectation. Mm. An expectation of how a person who has faced abuse should behave mm. or should come across. Did you I mean, did you face any of that? Absolutely. Uh and I'm um, I mean, uh, it's it's extremely heartbreaking what happened because society loves the idea of a victim because uh, rape is so common assume they've got assume that everybody supported you just imagine that uh, the court has even you know given whatever is the worst punishment possible you still have to deal with the ptsd so this is where that book is about extreme self empowerment and it's not about surviving it's about completely breaking down and because a child is very very gentle to be able to notice and feel to the level of detail you know it goes against the concept of uh, you know look at what people will say there's oh you are a fighter you're a survivor more power to you this is everything the book is against the book is against what made you want to build, uh, build those walls that i i will fight the world but no maybe there is no wall to fight but yourself so just accept that grief accept that you were abandoned and break down and be really gentle i treat myself like a newborn baby you see what people want from others i give that to myself and um um this book ends on a note of freedom and finally falling so deeply in love with yourself that actually the world begins to reflect that because you shift everything heals the journey is there in the book so we love the victim's story or that the victim is now a survivor but we do not see this that i'm back to the same child who before her lost her mother her life was eden and it is possible with all the processes i mean it's a real story that's the battle right to go against whatever uh, connotations we have of this is what a victim should look like because we have decided we in india have actually in the last few years enhanced punishment yes for abuse often the general perception is we need to see the abuser punished mm. for us to feel a sense of justice yes uh i don't think we speak of forgiveness yes why was it important for you to talk about or bring that up or feel that i would be lying if i say i did not have that if somebody slaps you very few of us will say like gandhi showed the other cheek all of us want to forget slap punch the person in the face i understand the reasons everything is just too much too full um life is too overwhelming it's the most natural reaction and it's great that these laws are there but uh once you have gotten through that you still have to deal with the ptsd i hope all these things happen but whether they happen or not i'm going to deal with this so when it comes to forgiveness the last part of the book part 4 which is all about forgiveness it clearly says that you can only forgive when you're ready to forgive 
self love is about being all the things we're talking about about being radically present with yourself and your hurt has to be so deep and so devastating that you actually have no other choice left to forgive only then can you go on that path of forgiveness well in my case i had symptoms of schizophrenia i was losing my mind it did not happen overnight but uh, forgiveness happens two things one is when you are completely away from the abuser for your safety you cannot forgive someone while you've been held hostage and you're being raped no it doesn't work you have had enough uh, geographical distance and time time is also distance in its own way to be able to sit with yourself continuously and the second part is it has to get so bad then you realize it's not just that person and you, when you go through this um, you know psychology and self cognitive uh, processes you realize it's not this person everybody abandoned us and that we will constantly be betrayed and abandoned by people constantly where we will constantly be disappointed and at that point you have to love yourself so much your state is very often not dependent on what that person does or does not do this allows you to love people more freely so forgiveness is the most selfish choice you can make in this world it is the most self loving choice but if you cannot force yourself to forgive oh my god i must forgive uh, this person who did this to me no that self hate you have to validate that anger you have to validate the the need to want to murder your rapist that's that is radical self love i hate to use this cliche term journey but it really is and you the more you forgive the freer you get and you realize that freedom is all you ever wanted because it's always about something you wanted from somebody who never gave it to you and so you went all out to you know to get whatever will earn you you realize that you wanted that validation from your parents from your teachers so then you forgive and you let them go and it's easier to do that now obviously you're the seven year old can't do it and then you find that freedom that peace that is the most expensive thing in the world talk a little bit about um how memories smells songs each of these have an association and they are very evocative and uh, there's a lot about that in the book where there's certain smells you associate with mm. hell relief uh and does that still happen to you are there still some smells that you associate with happiness fear uh danger so i always say that the water phoenix is actually about a child figuring out what is love and what isn't and the protagonists are not human but feelings and all these things you mention today when you mention a song reminds you of something it's already a memory so we we are born feeling into this world we are not born as thinking creatures they are very much like animals who have no ideas and they just uh, it's all about how you feel which is why all these smells they are all new and the child is learning to associate uh, and so when i grow up they have become memories so for example there is a very strong uh, scene of abuse which is around mustard oil and i really could not take the smell of mustard oil i could not stand it i would throw up then very recently this is the power of choosing your story i am not my story that eventually it was today i can i love mustard oil uh and i'm owning it it's just all the processes that i also mentioned in this book and it's uh, the hell has to get so bad that you have no other choice but to go there so today thanks to all of that changing your story mustard oil doesn't bother me anymore we need to remember as children who we were if the song is evocative of a memory that memory was formed when you were little and so if you keep going back and there's a process called emotional vipassana where you just watch your emotions 
when did I first feel this? When did I last feel that? When then you go and heal the original trauma. So all of us have PTSD from something or the other. Modern life is very against nature. So it is automatically uh, extremely traumatic. Uh, and it's the best gift because you, know, you, you learn your superpower. It just becomes your compass and your, it edits out your life very, very quickly. That, that process uh, to convince yourself that that is the path. Uh, mm -hmm. how, how did you start approaching it? How did you start getting into it? First and foremost, in this book, there is no concept of mind and intellect. And yes, the kid has ideas, but it's all about feelings. Going back to that kid who felt her way into the world, his way, her way, you know. Um, that is the most important thing with forgiveness. You can sit and lose your whole life in psychoanalysis and beyond a point you can be like in meditation, you just observe and you, you cannot detach unless you're ready. You just observe, observe, observe. And that, that's what pretty much every meditation process in the world is at the end of the day. So... Um, when you get on the path of uh, forgiveness, it's not an overnight hack. For me, it took about seven years every second. I'm still doing it. It doesn't happen overnight, even for someone as dedicated, uh, like pretty much for me, it's like breathing. If you expect that, you're not forgiving yourself. So it, it gets very subtle. Um, and like I said, it has to get really, really awful. In my case, my life was on the line. So many failed suicide attempts. And the schizophrenia got really bad because I couldn't, I didn't know what is real. What is the kind of feedback you got uh, with people who you don't know? So one of the reasons why I finally wrote the book is I had about 50 people tell me their stories in great detail. And I noticed all of them were very shocked when they, they that I had also, you know, been abused. I, I remember I had tried to share once in college with two close friends. Uh, and they said, oh, you're just looking for attention. And I completely broke down. I'm like, what in the world is this? There's just two of you. So I was completely devastated. I felt so betrayed and I slowly kind of faded them out of my life. It took me a long time to realize it wasn't me, it was them. And a lot of the people on Instagram happened to be hypersensitive uh, kids who realized through the processes that, oh my God, this was betrayal. Also had a lot of men writing in. And these were relatively gentler teachers molesting them, house help molesting them. Um, dysfunctional homes, fathers beating them up, forget being safe enough, feeling safe enough to tell. It becomes a very jungle kind of a thing, you know, uh, who is bullied, who is abused, why not? Because you will see this even at workplace, whenever any woman tries to uh, report a case of sexual harassment, the other women will be like, Mere ko to nahi kya, why you? And then that is the worst thing you can say. The LGBTQ community, they do talk a little more openly about healing and therapy and processes, which is so healthy for Indian society, so necessary. So I think they, they kind of found themselves in there. Even though this book is about the 80s and the 90s in small town India. The whole journey of what happened after the book came out has been completely life-altering for me to constantly talk about this, to get this type of feedback. This is very interesting how the society works and how the abused will abuse those who come to help. We're all wounded animals. The wounded animal will always attack. They were all sensitive kids. They all became these alpha, you know, leader of the pack and use their anger. For me, I'm learning to really own anger. So it's the, uh, the reverse journey. So maybe forgiveness came easier to me because I was always on the gentler side. And now I'm like, no, it's 
okay to get angry if i i must forgive myself for being angry so like i said it's an endless process my family dynamics have become extremely interesting um it's it's become a bit difficult honestly because everybody is blaming everybody and this is again where that middle class hypocrisy comes in because a lot of them blame my dad why did you leave her there uh did he didn't have a choice you guys were all around like it was small town india there was no daycare why did you leave her there i didn't have a single domestic help do anything but love me and protect me they were not anchors because they were always moving they were always the sweetest to me versus a very dear friend of mine he has been abused by domestic help so who do you go to like i had only one teacher molest me there are others uh, at some of the leading schools who had so many you know teachers just go on and on because of course everything that the teacher is god nobody is going to say anything and the kid might just have a tiff with that teacher and so you know it gets very complicated all you have to do is believe the child and soothe the child that's that's the only job of a parent what you said that you know sometimes the abuser is hurting expand on this a bit because it would at first glance it, it would sound like no what yeah. you're saying he's the abuser yeah i'm saying it as a i hate the word victim at this point but i'm saying it as somebody who's been on the receiving end of it um these are very complicated things where are you going to start and that's something also we need to look at in therapy but it is not uncommon for abuse victims to turn into abusers so what type of abuse are we talking about i always say it's emotional abuse first sexual abuse is later and the worst is no one to tell it to the sexual abuse is always very little there's just three scenes in this book so the abusers are very often children who have been abused and uh, i think 1 billion children were abused in 2019 alone which was more than the number of uh, coronavirus patient in 2020 so this is a real pandemic which has never ended i don't know when it will uh and so that means a lot of them want to get back or this is all they know in some way they'll feel validated it's very very messed up the psychotic processes um something has happened to them maybe it was on sexual abuse that happened you know so much has gone on into the psychology of rape which has nothing ever to do with sex it has always to, in in the child abuse part i felt that this guy was so out of touch with his own inherent innocence as 90% of adults are when you look at the psychology of it this is why psychoanalysis has its place and then you let go because it is important to indulge in the story before you like i've had enough and now i'm ready to forgive in inner child work we have outsourced something that was inherent in us to this other person made them a symbol of success why do we have role models even when it comes to abuse um at least in my case i i notice that it's this inherent innocence that has been that and purity that is inherent in all kids that was just it's a the book explains it so much better than i can and so there's something we want from that person and when we do we realize that the abusers are just as hurt and in extreme lack of something and it's often self love self validation when you say that you're up people who should have protected you yes. who should have taken care of you yes they betrayed your trust they betrayed your love yes i mean how how do you learn to love again how do you learn to trust again that's an excellent question so a lot of the people turn to be very bitter and uh, it it reflects in their relationships in their friendships and i always say everything is a relationship your relationship with your work is a relationship um a lot of them are workaholics they will avoid any relationship because we have to be vulnerable so and then again be the hurt again and will be ditched again so even at age 80 we are still processing that little uh, kid 
it's there in in the book the subconscious uh, patterns that we have developed and our patterns i think are more obvious to others yes they did betray you some of them not knowingly some of them knowingly of course the teacher who's molesting you knows very well what they're doing but the parents who sent you to that tuition class or to that teacher did not know that right now there's talk of good touch bad touch please how does a kid know that somebody you're forcing them to hug and sit in somebody's lap is a good touch you have completely killed that child sensitivity and which is the compass so the child can figure out what is a good touch and a bad touch and uh, forgiveness is an endless process so am i going to make you responsible for my happiness no i'm tying both of us let my love be so unconditional because there's only love and then there's fear that oh god forbid if you didn't behave like this with me you know not once not twice but many many times so so again by forgiveness i'm having a more authentic relationship and and it sets all of us free so it, i i don't think it's a luxury at all it's about your freedom it's got nothing to do with the other person at all Today's episode was produced by Jairaj Singh, Sunai Marathe and Anuja Singh. For a daily spotlight on people, ideas and stories that matter, subscribe to us. We're available on TY+, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts and all other platforms of your choice. For any news tips, email us at typodcast@timesinternet.in.